Hey guys, welcome back to Java with Jen. In today's episode, we tackle the most common barrier to hearing God's voice. And with my guest, Christina Pereira, we talk about the barrier belief that may keep you from hearing God's voice like you want to, where this barrier comes from, that it's okay and normal to walk through that process of getting more familiar with God's voice. And then Christina shares her stories about how she walked through multiple life-altering diagnoses and how essential learning to hear God's voice, even in different ways, became not just a convenience, but a necessity. And then we also tackle, what do you do when God stops speaking in one way and starts speaking in another? And then what are the safety rails? When you're learning a new way of hearing God's voice, because God's not one dimensional. He speaks in lots of different ways, and that's part of what makes walking with him so rich. And don't miss the life hack at the end. She shares a super cool hack for making your Christmas wrapping way easier. We have not had a life hack like this before. So you're going to want to listen to the end. It's a loaded, packed episode. Make sure and share it with a friend. Let's dive in. Hi, you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenna Lee Samuel. On this show, I bring the simplicity of hearing God's voice into everyday life in a no-nonsense, authentic, and super practical way. With coffee in hand and real life in our faces, let's do this. All right. Hey, you guys. Thanks so much for joining me today at Java with Jen. I have a new guest on the show today. Her name is Christina Pereira, and we are going to hit this topic of how do I know God will speak to me? Listen, there was a time in my life when I didn't know how to answer this question, but I did believe he would. I just didn't know how. And when I was hit with a series of questions from other people, of how to hear God's voice, I finally asked the Holy Spirit, Lord, what should I be telling them? And he said, first, they need to know that I will speak to them. And so we're going to dive into this. How do I know God will speak to me? But my guest, Christina, is such a blessing to come on here with me. She's a revivalist, an evangelist, a speaker, a podcaster, and an author whose passion for Jesus spreads like wildfire. She's called an evangelist of the gospel of Jesus Christ and inviting all to the table of grace. She seeks to encourage, build, and unite the bride of Christ and bring her into the revelation of the finished work of the cross. Ooh, that's a whole nother topic right there. Okay, Christina, (laughs) thank you for being here. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So why don't you introduce yourself a little bit to my listeners then kind of understand a little more who you are. Well, that was a lot. I don't think there's really much else other than um, I am the host of Revealing Jesus on Charisma's podcast network, and I get the pleasure of sitting down with amazing people like you from all over the world, um, just sharing stories of Jesus's faithfulness. And every time we hear um, stories and testimonies of his faithfulness, it encourages our faith to believe the same for us. And so it's an amazing life with God. That's so true. Now, bless your heart. I actually stood up Christina last week or so I had scheduled to interview her and then I completely spaced out because of traveling and she was so gracious and it turns out her family got sick. And so the timing worked out really well. Your family's doing okay now. They're doing okay. They are recovering. And I'm thankful for that. We're still in the throes of it, but 
God's got it. God's got it. Well, that's good. And so thank you so much in the midst of that for taking the time to interview with me. Um, okay. So you guys, Christina's passion topic is also hearing God's voice and helping people learn to hear his voice. So Christina, I wanted to just throw this around because like I shared in the beginning and like you and I already discussed when, when I had multiple people in a very short amount of time asking me, how do I hear God's voice? I realized the Lord was kind of putting it on my radar. And instead of by the, the third time that I was asked, I decided, oh, maybe I should be asking the Lord what I should be saying to these people. And it surprised me that his response was, they need to know that I will speak to them. Because me, I grew up also with a prophetic gifting similar to yourself. And I just had an assumption that of course, God speaks. He speaks in the word. And so to people, so why wouldn't he speak to us? So how did you come into um, just your awareness that you could speak to God or that you could expect him to speak back to you? Um, you know, my story is, is a pretty simple one. Uh, I was saved at the age of seven and um, uh, the Lord was so gracious and so kind. And um, I, I, uh, I had this um, moment with one of my Sunday school teachers where she had told me after I was saved, she said, you know, you can talk to God. And I said, okay. And in my little, little childlike mind, my little seven-year-old mind, I just was like, okay. And of course he talked back because that's what he does. That's, you know, what humans do in my little childlike mind. I just assumed that he would want to communicate back with me. And you're right. I think that's the biggest part is uh, knowing that the heart of God is always to talk to his children. You know, can you imagine being a mom and not speaking to your son? You know, I've, yeah. I've seen stories of, I've seen stories of um, children who were deaf and uh, the Holy Spirit opened their ears to hear. And you could see the child hear the mother's voice for the first time and just tears streaming down their yeah. face. How precious it is to hear our father's voice. And he, the thing is, is that he wants to talk to us more than we want to talk to him. Yeah. And, you know, we know that as moms and we, you know, the, the moment that we met those precious babies and we held them, you know, we were saying things to them. We were making faces at them. We were uh, playing games with them and we were speaking to them. Well, you know, just as mamas, even when our babies were, were in our womb, we were speaking to them. We were yeah. singing over them. And, and the, the heart of the father is no different. Yeah, it's so true. Um, so why do you think if it was so simple for you and so simple for me, I think some things, you know, in our childlikeness, there's a simplicity and a faith and an innocence that as we grow, sometimes that can get threatened or can just straight up get messed up because of life or, or things other people say to us or life experiences or whatever. Mm -hmm. Why, where do you think that people develop the lack of belief that God will speak to us? Why do you think that even becomes a thing? You know, I think you brought up a really great point, um, experiences, things that we go through in life. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree that as children, we have this innate, simple faith, this innate ability to believe. Um, but as we go through life, we experience hard things, hard situations, disappointments, uh, betrayals, things like that. And a lot of times, 
uh, it's called imprinting, we will kind of uh, put those things on our Heavenly Father, and they may not always be true. And a lot of times you'll see it in lives, like, uh, Father, you're not going to provide for me, you know, and we've, we've probably imprinted that from our, our own life instead of from the word of God and the true nature of God. And a lot of times we go through journeys of unlearning those things with God. And that's a really big part of it. Of faith is continuously renewing your mind to who God really is. And the Bible calls that repentance, but really our greatest repentance is always towards God. Mm-hmm. It's about who God is. If you go back to the garden um, and the way that Satan tempted Adam and Eve, he said, did God really say you can eat from every tree? Did God really say in his word, he'd provide for you? Did God really say he'd talk to you? Did God really say you're called? That's always where it is. And as we walk with God, we are constantly renewing our mind to the truth and the true character of his heart. Yeah, that's so good. And I feel like I used to always think that my job as a person was to protect that childlike place so that I never have to deal with those lies. And I just protect the truth always. And, and that if somehow I have to work through those lies, that somehow that's a personal failure. But as I've gotten older, I have found that a having to work through wrong beliefs is just part of life, you know, because Mm -hmm. our subconscious brain just absorbs things that we're not even aware it's absorbing. And the Holy spirit is kind to bring those things to our attention when necessary. But I feel like in that process of going from innocent faith to the things I believed as a child are tested. And now I don't know if I believe those anymore to the Lord confronts those things that I chose to second guess and then brings truth in. But in that process, his word is more firmly established because now it's not just innate, it's intentional. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so I feel like that journey and that process is really essential in us maturing. And I love that because it also removes the fear factor of like fear of failure or fear of making mistakes or fear of picking up a wrong belief because the Holy Spirit also promises to be our counselor and to guide us and that the word of God says that the Lord orders our steps. And so there is such a a net, if Mm -hmm. you will, of safety that's provided in the Lord's oversight, that even that journey of walking through those hard things where maybe we question the things we always believed um, becomes a journey of going deeper into the heart of God. Would you agree with Mm -hmm. that? Oh, a hundred percent. I think that's a really great point. Um, And I just released this on Instagram yesterday and the Lord was really pressing on my heart. He was like, wait, wait on me. I'm weaving a story of glory in your life. And even those places, those hard places where, you know, we've believed lies, we've fallen down. We've, all these things have happened. God is a God of redemption. And that's his, you know, I love, I love it. Um, It was a line from a, a new song I've been listening to redemption's his favorite story to tell. And he loves telling that story in you and me and everybody listening. It's, it's, it's just a beautiful life with him. That's so good. So tell me back to our, back to kind of our, our original question, 
how do I know God will speak to me? What are some moments in your life where God really, given that journey, you had an innocent childlike faith as a kid, but as you've grown as an adult, I know there's, there's moments in your journey where that belief that God would speak to you was cemented more deeply in your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have any stories that, that, where you walked through that, maybe it was threatened. Like, I don't know if God's going to speak to me or, uh, where God just confirmed in his word or in, in your journey with him that yes, indeed I will. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, yes, I had this very prophetic relationship with God growing up, but I also have been through some very difficult things. Um, so one of those things is this extended season of sickness mm. and that I experienced. I was diagnosed with Lyme disease, mm. four different autoimmune diseases. And at one point they thought I had blood cancer. I was developing multiple myeloma. Wow. And it was extremely difficult that season. Um, but I was so hungry and I was desperate and I was crying out for more of God. It also so happened to be the season that I had a charismatic friend who told me about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I ended up getting baptized in the Holy Spirit and started experiencing God in a whole nother level. Wow. And uh, he began to teach me. He began to share things with me, um, literally began to teach me the Bible. And I remember um, he brought around me some spiritual mothers and fathers. And I remember them saying to me at the time, wow, you have this incredible understanding of the Bible. And I looked at him and I said, no, no, I don't. I said, this is him teaching me. They were like, whoa. And so it kind of went on this journey, but all along this journey of being healed of these diseases, which eventually I was supernaturally healed of it radically, but during that journey, there were ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs. Even as God was teaching me and I was learning and I was interacting with him, there was still moments of fear mm -hmm. and anxiety and just overwhelmed because I was, I was taking medications and I was, you know, I had IVs and I had appointments and they were trying to figure out what was happening to me. And it was really frightening. I gave up my job. I was out on social security disability. I mean, this was very serious. And I remember him telling me very clearly, you got to let go of this rope at the end of this rope and you got to trust me to catch you. And that's one of the biggest things um, going through those seasons of difficulty and still believing that God's going to speak to you. And he is going to share things with you is believing that he's going to catch you in that season. That just like you said, he has you. And his arms are wrapped around you. Even when you um, cannot see, sometimes it's very dark because he's so very close. And um, if, if we go back to Psalm 91, uh, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and him I will trust. And it goes on to say that he will cover us with his feathers. And sometimes it's very dark because he's very very close and very uh, surrounding you with his goodness. And he is so faithful. He will bring encouragement again and again and again and again, because you know, and I know that we are hard headed. And 
<laughs> sometimes we need to hear things a lot more than once. And so, you know, um, he will bring encouragement and he will, if you are having trouble hearing, he will put people around you to help yeah. you hear. Yeah. Um, I'm so thankful for that. You know, God speaks to us in so many different ways. We can hear audibly for like the prophetic. We can have an inward knowing because that's the new covenant of grace. He says, I will put my laws on your hearts. I will be your people and um, or I will be your God and you will be my people. They will all be led by the Lord inwardly. There's the amazing gift for those of us who are baptized in the Holy Spirit of praying in tongues. Um, and there's so many different amazing things out there that we can do to lean into his voice in hard times. That's so true. And I love that you took us there because I feel like in those seasons, like I experienced when the Lord, so I started developing the prophetic giftings and, and mantlings on my life back in college. That was without a teacher. That was just the Holy spirit teaching me mm-hmm. and, and leading me in learning to hear his voice and recognize when he was speaking. And then when I got married, the Lord put us in relationship with a prophet who began to train me. I went through a school of the prophets for like, I don't know how many years, six years or something. And, but we're still in relationship with him. And so he's who I kind of look to, to really help me develop in that area. Um, and so it got to the point where, you know, in our college ministry, I get up and I give prophetic words over a dozen, 15 students every single week. But at some point I got tired and I, I, I probably was doing something in a way that like was wearing me out because I don't think if you're doing things by the spirit, that it should totally wear you out where you feel kind of burned out, you know, there's a Mm -hmm. grace. It can wear you out physically because it does take energy, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily need to wipe you out where you're like, I can't do this anymore. Well, I got to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, Lord, I'm over it. Like, if you want to speak to me about somebody, you're just going to have to drop it in my face because this whole (laughs) leaning and waiting and pressing and listening. I was like, I'm tired of being on all the time, you know? And so, but I found that even when I kind of, I wouldn't say I closed the door on it, but I was definitely like kind of plopped on the couch about it, you know, um, then the Lord took me into a season of dreams and dream interpretation. And I think that was very intentional because he brought also a dream coach, uh, into my life who was trained by John Paul Jackson. And, uh, and he was a dream mentor for like 10 years. And so what that taught me is that the Lord is always going to want to develop the different streams and avenues that he speaks to Mm -hmm. us. And, and it was like, prophetically, I'd learned to lean into him one way, but the Lord Mm -hmm. was like, okay, why don't you watch how I unexpectedly speak in the night, you know, and, and how I hide Mm -hmm. these mysteries of your heart and my heart in dreams, you know? And so that whole, that unwrapped a whole different way of hearing from him. And then, and then a couple of years ago, I started seeing like patterns in life that started getting my attention. I started seeing 11s on the clock all the time, had never experienced Mm. this before. I started seeing 11, 11, 111, 911, 711, 811, all these 11s (laughs) on the clock. And it kind of was tripping me out. And I was like, Lord, that's weird. What? Like, I'm a little nervous. Can you help me understand what this is about? And then on Instagram, this man messaged me out of nowhere. And he's like, 
I perceive that you're a prophetess and blah, blah, blah. And he goes into this stuff. And then I mentioned that I was seeing these things on the clock and he was like, oh, here, I have an article that will help you. And he sends me an article from this woman who looks like she has a very legit prophetic ministry. And it details when you see patterns and numbers, this is what they mean. And so I read on the 11s and it totally made sense both for my life and for what the nations are experiencing right now in the earth. And so it was like all these different ways that the Lord was choosing to speak. And like you said, he brought people to help confirm messages or, you know, when I wanted to quit on, um, in, in yeah. a very challenging season of my life, the Lord would bring, uh, dreams from other friends, prophetic words and, and unusual circumstances to confirm his voice. And so how, how did you develop, especially when I think we develop a familiarity with one way of hearing God's voice, how did you develop the other ways of hearing God's voice <laughs> and know that you are on the right track? I chuckle because of the way that God did it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, like I said, we're all stubborn, right? <laughs> we get so used to hearing his voice a certain way. He'll stop speaking in that certain way. Yeah. And then he'll start speaking in another way. And he never weaned me off of it. He just went cold turkey on me. And I'm like, <laughs> "Where'd you I'm go? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> So, I mean, a lot of times he'll shift it and, and he'll put um, things in our heart or just like you had weird random circumstances where, you know, we get led to a book on hearing the inward voice of God or, you know, he'll just start speaking that way. And I'll be like, what was, was that you, God? Was that you? And, uh, and, you know, we get, as we learn it, you know, the first time we ride a bike, it's not pretty. But as we go, we get better and better and better and better. And so we have these, like, just like how you described in your prophetic uh, journey of hearing his voice, being mentored by this person and now being mentored by this person. Uh, it's just like that. He's so gracious and he's so kind and he knows how to teach us. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the biggest things is that we have to trust. Mm. Um, a faith is simply just a trust. And the more that we... Um, have experiences with him, testimonies with him, hear testimonies, other people's testimonies, the more we build that trust relationship with him, mm -hmm. the more we know his heart and uh, we continue to speak. Okay. Now we hear like, okay, you're quiet this way, but you're speaking here. God, I know your heart. I know you want to still speak to me. So I'm hearing this weird thing in here. Is uh -huh. this you God? And he's yeah. like, you, you fall upon this book and here you go. And yeah. you know, he's so good. He's yes. so good. Yes. So tell me then, because when something's new, obviously we're looking for those safety rails. So what are your safety rails, which I've, for the listeners who've heard my episodes on hearing God's voice, we talk in depth about it, but I just want you to see, because I anticipate that I understand what your response is going to be. Um, <laughs> there are simple safety rails to learning how to hear God's voice. So in these new ways of hearing him, what were your safety rails so that you knew you weren't getting way off track into weird people zone, you know? Yes. I don't <laughs> like being in weird people zone. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for me, I only have one safety rail and it's the Bible. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I don't have much here except the Bible. <laughs> so, um, I'm so thankful because God knows what we need. Even, you know, I have this prophetic writing gift where I would sit and I would write with him and he would teach me and he would give me scriptures and I would write it down. And then I would happen upon it in the Bible. And I'm like, God, that's in the Bible. Look, look what you did. It's in the Bible. 
even when I give prophetic words, like I will stand up and give a prophetic word. And I've had people stand up behind me and they said, I just want you to know that exactly correlates to Psalm such, 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 such. Mm. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> because- <Nailed> it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that is my key, the word of God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And I would even add to that too, uh, especially when it's a new territory. And let's say you're like, I don't know if this is in the Bible or not, because you're still, I mean, none of us have the whole Bible memorized, right? However, I do encourage you to go and look and just even do a Google search is blah, blah, blah in the Bible. Um, but also looking at the fruit that it will produce. Like, let's mm-hmm. say, let's say you feel like the Lord is prompting you to go give uh, an encouraging word to this person about a specific thing. Ask yourself, what kind of fruit will that produce in their life if they take this word seriously? And looking at, will it produce the fruit of the spirit or would it produce fear and anxiety? Because I mean, I've, I've, we've, I mean, I've been in church life long enough. We've had some weird things happen where people are like, oh, the Lord is saying that you're going to be sick in three months and you need, you know, I mean, like where it brings fear (laughs) and apprehension. And it's like, let me think about that. Or even, uh, you know, some woman had come to me and was like, um, oh, I feel like God is saying, I need to sit under your ministry. You guys are this and this. And, but the last ministry I came from is blah, blah. And she was like real divisive. And I was like, oh, Mm. I don't like your fruit, you know? And so I just kind of prayed that situation and the Lord resolved Mm -hmm. it. And so looking at the fruit that it will produce, as well as number one is what Christina said is the word of God. That is what we're to always test the spirits by the word of God also tells us test the test prophecies. And so those Mm -hmm. are the two things that I recommend as safety rails and also an ask a leader in your life. Someone that, you know, here's the Lord or seasoned in the word. I would say even measuring things against, against what they would say as well, just to get kind of feedback or like a checks and balances kind of thing as well. Usually they're going to be weighing it against the word. So (laughs) Oh, I was just thinking that that was a great point. That's a great prophetic principle is, you know, taking it to a leader, looking at the prefer- the fruit that it'll produce in your life. And the other thing I would add to it, is it in line with the new covenant? Mm. That's a big thing. I see a lot of prophetic words that are really off because it's Old Testament, oh. Old Testament uh, covenant. And a lot of times if you're dealing with a believer, you're in the new covenant. So you have to, you have to look and make sure that, that, that is the kind of, the kind of uh, life it's going to produce new covenant living. Okay. Now I know what you mean by that, but probably 90% of my listeners don't know what you mean by that. So can you elaborate, okay. like make the difference for them? Oh boy. Well, this is my message. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how do we do this in two minutes? <laughs> uh, yeah, we, I need a lot longer. So, <laughs> so, you know, one of my, my message is, is, is the book of Galatians. I help people divide the word of God, divide the old covenant from the new covenant based on the finished work of Jesus. And so if somebody comes to you and they say that, um, let's just uh, give you a good example. Let's say that they see sin on your life. Let's say that they, they see that. They come to you and they say, God sees this on your life. Would, would that be a red flag to you? Why? Because here's the thing. God, the father doesn't see sin on you anymore. You are now clean. You are righteous and Uh you are holy in his eyes. Uh Now, if, if they come to you and they say that God said this about you and they need to reveal that, that would be a really big red flag to me. Really big. 
I feel, like according- de- I feel like it depends on the relationship and the context of what they're saying. It could depend on the relationship. Now, here's the question. Do you have a relationship with this person and uh, the, it's somebody that you trust to speak into your life? Mm-hmm. Um, that could be the case. But the thing is, is that God, the father never mm-hmm. sees you. He sees you in Christ. Right. He sees you hidden in Christ, hidden in Jesus. A lot of times when God is dealing with us, he will deal with us through the word of God. So when we're sitting down and we're reading the Bible and you're seeing something jump off the page with you and you're feeling convicted by it, that's God dealing with you. Yeah. But yeah. if you continue to ignore those things, he might use somebody like that right. in your life. But that's a very big red flag for me. And sometimes I've seen people in the charismatic movement, they get really carried away with that. And so that's a really, really big red flag. And so if you have somebody who's saying I, or let's just take this, for example, uh, pronouncing judgment on a, on a believer. Yeah. That's a really big red flag. If you see somebody doing that, um, because it's not uh, right now as a believer in Christ, uh, Jesus has completely exhausted the wrath against you, against all of your sin, past, present, and future, because all of us have been been born after Jesus Christ was crucified. And the Bible even declares that he was slain before the foundations of the world. So even the people who chose to believe in him, who uh, came before him, you know, they are covered as well because he was slain from the foundations of the world. But God doesn't, God doesn't see you in that. Now you are clean. You are righteous. You are holy. You are forgiven. And a lot of times when God deals with us, he doesn't point out the sin. He points to your identity in Christ. Mm. And I'm going to give you a really good example of this. It's found in the book of Galatians. Again, let's go to the Bible. Um, so in the book of Galatians, you had some people uh, who were worshiping idols and things like that. And Paul says to the Galatians, don't you know that you, your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Mm. He didn't revoke their, he didn't revoke their believership. He didn't <laughs> revoke the Holy Spirit from their life. He said, he said, don't you know that you're joining your, the members of your body, the members of Christ to so these idols. What are you doing? Yeah. You're you are still a member of Christ. And so a lot of times when God deals with this, he will, he will speak to those lies and he'll speak to our identity. Mm. So I'll go through seasons where God will change how he's addressing me. Mm. And I know that that's a point that he's trying to get into my heart. So, um, even deeper. So just recently he's been calling me deeply loved, Mm. deeply loved. And every time he calls me that, you know, I, it speaks to that. It's like, it, it takes layers off of it. He's not looking at me and looking at me and saying, you're not believing. I don't love you. Right. That, do you see the difference? Yeah, totally. Totally. So I see, I see what you're saying and making that comparison. And I'm thinking, cause I was thinking, I was like, Ooh, I've needed people to call out sin in my life where I was blind to it before, you know? Uh, so, but those were people who were close and had permission. They were not some mm-hmm. random person yes. coming up to me. You know what I mean? They were people who had yeah. the voice to do that. And so yes. I do agree with you because I mean, even when I've walked through seasons where I would say wrestling through a sin or wrestling through a, an unhealthy aspect of my heart, the thing that freed me was the fact that the Lord was kind and gracious and he kept mm-hmm. speaking to who I was in him. 
He kept speaking to my identity. He didn't characterize me by my sin. He didn't characterize me by my struggle. He didn't even relate to me by my struggle. You know, like I never felt him come to me with guards like, Ooh, I don't know. You were a little sinful yesterday. You know, like he doesn't do that. He sees us completely washed and healthy. And I feel that. So that's what she means when she talks old covenant versus new covenant. Um, New covenant is the fact that Jesus took all the wrath of God upon himself. It's completed. And you have a, you have a, a sonship in him that cannot be altered. It is yes. in him. And so that is the new covenant identity. Whereas old covenant, they had to constantly make new sacrifices mm-hmm. to atone mm-hmm. for their sin because mm-hmm. that perfect atonement had not been made yet. And so Correct. that's the difference between the two. Okay. Okay. So you guys, this episode has been so rich, but don't go anywhere because Christina's going to come back at us with a life hack. Okay. Thank you so much for everything you've shared in this episode so far, but we would be um, remiss if we did not glean from you some practical life hack that has changed your life. What do you have for us? Oh, well, I have something really good for you. And it's probably one of my favorite life hacks because like you, like a busy mom, um, I have so many different things on my plate. So whatever can save me time, I will gladly do. So one of my biggest life hacks is actually in Christmas wrapping, believe it or not. What I do is um, I buy these beautifully decorated cardboard boxes. They are really firm and steady. And I know you can get them at Hobby Lobby and they're already decorated for Christmas. And then what I do is I will cut a wire edged ribbon and tie it around it put a tag on it and stick it in the box. And I reuse these boxes for all of my family's gifts every year at Christmas. It literally takes uh, five minutes or you just take the item, put it in the box, put the bow on, stick it under the tree and you're done. It's glorious. That is so glorious. I love that. That's brilliant. (laughs) Check that out. Okay. And where where do you get those at Hobby Lobby? Yeah, you can totally get them at Hobby Lobby or I've seen them at uh, Michael's or Tuesday morning. You know, it's just the really nice decorated boxes. Mm -hmm. Don't get the don't get the real flimsy ones that um, you put shirts and things in because they don't last that long. So get the really nice ones. It's going to be an investment. But once you do it, it will pay dividends for years. (laughs) I've been doing it for 12 years, 12 years. I've had my boxes and it's it's wonderful. That's amazing. That's the best idea. We have not had that on the show. So thank you. I am so excited about that life hack because I personally hate wrapping Christmas presents. I it's know, right? so tedious. <laughs> I do gift bags. <laughs> I'm, I'm lazy, but then you got to do all the tissue, you know, and the yeah. gift bags don't last very long. So, okay, Christina, Correct. I don't want everyone to miss the opportunity to connect with you. If they loved listening to you share on the podcast today, how can they connect with you online? So there's many different ways, but the easiest is to just go visit me at our website. It's Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-P-E-R-E-R-A.org. And you can find uh, videos about our ministry. You can find events that we've done. You can find the podcast, Revealing Jesus. And uh, we have some books coming up. I'm really excited. We're going to be launching three. I know, right? I know. Three at a time, really crazy. I know, right? I don't know what I was thinking. But um, 
work, uh, workbooks and books. Um, so I have three. The one is a Becoming the Bride workbook, which is beautiful. I am so excited about that. It's all about learning the bridegroom heart of Jesus for you. It's so right up my alley as a woman. And then I have the worship and prayer journal. It's 52 weeks of places with journaling, places to write down scriptures, and it's creative. So you can use your colored pencils and nice. um, color it up. And then I have a new believer workbook. So if you are a new believer, it's filled with foundational gospel truths like I just shared with you on this podcast about, because as a new believer, you want to make sure you have a good foundation um, of hearing God. And uh, that, that's really going to help you there. And especially understanding the new covenant of grace. So that's awesome. Yeah. Christina, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was such a blessing to have you and you guys check her out at christinaperera.org. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It was Absolutely. great to meet you. Yes. It was so good to meet you. All right, you guys make sure you come back next week. Java with Jen, same time. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say, Hey, it's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon, or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Also, don't miss our merch store where you can get super cool Java with Jen swag and coffee. Find it at javawithjenmerch.com. Until next time, remember, hearing God's voice is simple and he wants to be a part of your everyday life. See you next week.